Okay. So, as I said, let's start. What I'd like to do is spend a few weeks, if yeah. we can. Just actually understanding it. We say it every day. And it's like yeah. a, it's a big thing. And I... The Gemaras tells about that extols the virtues of the yeah. person who says as Yashir with Kavona. Yeah. Right, that's I just heard that. So I, mean, I was thinking about that last night. So let's we, the more we learn about it, the more we understand it, the more we can actually have real Kavona. So let's go let's start. As Yashir Moshe, of Israel, it's a Shirazot, Ladunai, by Yomru Lemor. So Moshe and Bene Israel sang the song, by Yomru Lemor, and they they said to say, right? So let's sing to Hashem, because he's so exalted, glorious. The word Ga'ut normally is like, like arrogant. Mm. I don't know how they translate it. But uh, what did he do? The sus, the, um, the horse and its rider, he threw into the sea. So. I saw just on that, let's just look at that quickly, is that the, um, the, the Torah Tzmima wants to understand that the, the gayot, the, the, the pride, the, the arrogance or the expression of that, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is what? That he threw this, the, the, the horse and its rider into the sea. Like, he's the... You see that? Yeah. Like, why is it so brilliant? Yeah, why, so what's, why that? What's yeah. that description? So we know, like, for example, it says that Hashem Malach to That Hashem is the king and he, he, he's, he's clothed in this. In this I'm like, arrogance is the wrong word. How do they translate this? Where does it arrogant? Okay. About okay. the arrogance. Okay. So, like, he's. He's clothed with, in, not arrogance, it's the wrong word, but this, this pride, this, this, Akkadish Baruch was it, right? Awesomeness. Oh, yeah, in like, the, like, in the, 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 the yeah, like, yeah, like arrogance in the positive, positive sense. Yeah. So, Hashem Malach to so he, 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 the Gemara says in Psachim that horses, if you see a horse, a horse is very regal. It's very nice. It's an arrogant animal. It's not a... It's a big, arrogant animal. So, the, yeah, the arrogance of the horse, the arrogance of the horse, right, and its rider. Who's the rider? Which, which horse did it throw into the sea? The... Not stamina Egyptian. It's rider. Who's the rider is Parol. Remember, Paro extolled himself as being chosen by God, by the gods, to be God. Yeah. He's the one, he said he was God. So what does it mean that Hashem showed how unpowerful he was? Yeah. That he threw the horse, this arrogant horse of Paro, yeah. and Paro, into the yeah. sea and he drowned them. That's, the, that's, that's what it's talking about, is how, is that those who come against the Kodesh Baruch Hu in that way, become the one that fall down in, 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 the, in the, the punishment of Hashem. Okay, so let's look at Az Yashir. What does it mean, Az Yashir? So the word Az seems to be a little bit strange because the word Az means it will be at a future date. Yeah. Az Yashir, then they will sing. Then Moses and the children of Israel chose to sing. So that's how they translate it. But the word Yashir, so the Gemara says from here we see that there's Tira Samais in because there's a future date. That Moshe and his will sing at some future date. Okay. okay. Which is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's kind of like... Mm. So it says the... I know. This, 
says the uh, says the Orachai Macharish. That uh, the, the, he says the following. Um, what gave them the ability to sing? To Why sing. now? Why now do they sing? As Yashim Hashem in Israel, sing. Not sing, 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 he says, yeah, he says, yeah, Kikishenichna Sabli Bam Yirata Roma Baimuna Ashlema Azakulomar Shira Baracha Kodesh. It's not just the song, but it's the song with Racha Kodesh. This song is recorded for posterity. Right? You know, none of our songs are like, you know, we make up a song and no one like cares. Right? They sang the song because it's done with Racha Kodesh. Why? Because of this Imuna that they had. Right? That we said last week. Um, then he says, he says he says, um, what is this, that this arrogance, arrogant expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So he says, yeah, So the first thing that we're going to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, is the fact that he destroys the Rishon. The what? The Rishon. That's the first thing. Like often we forget that um, the greatest praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not that he like, gives us the things that he gives us, but rather that he prevents those, yeah. who, those who want to hurt or those who are negative from sustaining themselves yeah. on, on, on a global level. Okay, so, okay. so, Ozi, what is Ozi? Ozi is my strength. Oz. Right? Hashem is my strength. The Zimrat Yah. What is Zimrat Yah? Now, the different words to describe songs. There's Shira and there's Zmira. Right? We sing Zmirat Shabbat. We don't sing Shirat Shabbat. Right? Zmirat is deep. Zmirat are, are things that are, are uh, Azamra Lelokaibo Odi. I will sing Zmirat to Hashem Odi in my very essence. So a, a song is one thing, but we sing a Zmira, it, it, it brings something much deeper. So whilst the song or the words or the expression of what they were feeling, the zmira is the, singing that song from a de- very deep place. Mm. Okay. So Oziva Zimrat. Hashem is my, my, my strength, the Zimrat, and, and we are in the song to Hashem. Now it uses the word yud What's the word yud You see the way it describes Hashem's name as yud Earlier, the passage before, it spoke about Hashem, yud So what is yud Why is the name yud used as the, um, as the means of expressing the song at this point in time. It's just another name for Hashem. Well, it can't be just another name. Why this name? Why, this Why specific this one? Okay? <coughs> so, the, the word yud it says ki biyah, but yud Hashem tzuru lamim, that Hashem created the world with this name. Not with the yud okay, but with this yud part. In other words, this, this, Expression, this um, event of the um, of Kriyat is an event that expresses the Creator. It's not just an event that expresses the greatness of Hashem. It expresses expresses the power of Hashem as the Creator on the world. Right. So, um, what happened? We know. Right. They walked through dry land right, with the walls of the sea on the side of them. Right. 
So now that's fascinating. Because when did dry land happen? If you look, right? Dry land is a miracle of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It says in Bereshit, it tells us that the world is covered with water. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated the wet from the dry. That's the same thing that happens here. There's wet, there's, there's water over the land, and the water has moved away and it becomes dry. That's the, that's the Yudhei. That's the expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? So when we sing the song, we're not just singing it, we're singing a song to the Creator. You know, which is important because we're about to go into davening. We're about to go into davening, you need to, we, need to, we need to access our understanding of Hashem as creator because if he's a creator, he can do anything. And often we forget that. You know, that's what a miracle is. A miracle is a Kodesh Baruch who's saying, okay, well, I'll just tweak things for, it to become what it be, for something to be a little bit different. The rest of the world carries on. It's an amazing thing, actually. You change the whole rule of nature for a miracle to happen. But the rest of the world carries on as if nothing happened. It doesn't, it's not like the Matrix. No, we're like you, 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 you destroy one aspect and the whole thing goes all fuzzy. This is like the system sustains itself, but the, the miracles within a, within a bubble. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, quite an interesting idea. Okay, let's go. And Hashem is to me as Yeshua, as salvation. This is my God, and I will glorify him. And the God of my Father, and I will extol him. So the, the, the um, Baruch Shemar says, why do you have to have two languages, two clauses of extolling Hashem? Like to praise Hashem in a, like a glorious way. Right? So why do you need that? Just say once. But it's a song. So they're being a little bit, you know, poetic. What are you saying? Why are they repeating the fact that you glorify and Yes, him? exactly. Why, why do you have to do that? Just say it once. So it says, look carefully in the words. One says praise, one says exalt. Okay, so that's, so that's it. Say, what's the real difference? Look carefully at the real difference in those two clauses. One is Avi. Thank you. The key is in the Avi. Ze elivian veyu elahe Avi varamamen. So says the Baruch Shamar. He says that what's going on here is the following. There were two <coughs> types of people at Yamsuf. There was B'nai Israel, and there were all these others that joined B'nai Israel in their escape from Mitzrayim. The Erev Rav, we call it. The Gomorrah says that even the Erev Rav, as we said like last week, achieved this level of unbelievable like, um, clarity as to Hashem's so presence. So Erev Rav in just latched on to the Jews? It just latched on. What's Erev Rav? The Erev Rav are the, like the... It's often an insult, standards. like hurled at... Yeah, the bystander. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's often an insult, insult, like in the religious community. Uh, we use, we use it, it's used <coughs> to term, the term, all the troublemakers. Mm. We used to say with the Erev Rav, with the Chevra that came, that weren't the original, weren't B'nai Israel. they were like the, the, the gay... They, they were hanging out in Mitzrayim, then after all the plagues, opportunists. Yes. Like these people that became uh, Jews because they... Oh, they weren't Jews? No, they weren't Jews. Ah, okay. They weren't part of Amisra. They were okay, so Egyptians just... and others who, who wanted to be part of this mighty nation. Mitzis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so these oaks come along. And the question with them, and halacha is like, can a ger, listen to this, can a ger bench... Oh, because you're because what does it say? No, 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 no. It says in the benching. You look in the benching. There are words in the benching which are very, very personal, and they say the following: 
You gave our forefathers Eretz Chim Dato And you took us out of Mitzrayim. And you took us out of slavery. And it's a whole story. They weren't taken out of Mitzrayim. They weren't given the land. Say again? You could argue that for a lot of things. Exactly. So that's the argument. Can they, can a girl bench because of that? Say the second paragraph of benching. So the answer is yes, because Avraham Avinu was their father. Yes. Okay? But when the guy, he says, but when the, when the Erev Rav was standing there at, uh, um, at Yamsuf, they, they didn't like to ask Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, I'm not sure if I can say, you know, Hashem, I guess our father, you know. Like, so, this is my God. I've now got an attachment to this God. Not to any other God. By being there, by, being, by identifying myself with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, they were clever opportunists. Yes. <laughs> right. And at this point in time, it's interesting, because at this point in time, they, were, they, had, un- they had absolute clarity of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Later on, they just all get messed up. But okay. Elohei, but did they include Jews themselves? Or they no, were they, they weren't the Jews. These were the, non, the non-Jews who became Jews. Okay. okay. And then, so that's Ze'eli Van Veyu. They're saying, this is my God. I'm prepared to identify with this God. I'm prepared to take on what this God de- demands from me. Elohei Avi Varamamenu. And the Jews are saying, this is the God yeah, of my so father. The Jews are saying that. The Jews are saying, gee, you know what? Now I understand what it means. What Abraham Avinu saw, what Yitzchak saw, what Yaakov saw. This is him. Elohei Avi, the aroma menu, I will elevate him, I will exalt him. It's not just praise him, but it's wow, now I get it. Right? Something they'd never got before, which is fascinating, because before they came out of Mitzrayim, right, when they were in Mitzrayim, they had this, this Masorah, this like, tradition, right? That there's the God of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and, uh, and Yosef, and all of them, and this God will take you out. And they didn't really know what it was. It's only now, at this point in time, where they see it. So the question is, why don't they, why don't they see it during the plagues? They don't answer that. Right? Why don't they see it during the plagues? Maybe because it was just so brutal, even though they didn't oh, take that's part in it. Maybe what they saw. Could be. Could be. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that's very good because maybe that's not the God of the forefathers. Wasn't it? not that the expression of Hashem's relationship with Avraham and Yaakov wasn't it's such a What's your question? Life. Is your question why they didn't uh, say this is Zeh, Kei, Liv, and David? No. My question is why they say Elohei, Avi in the... They only see Elohei, Avi at this point in time. It creates Yamsuf. They don't oh, see Elohei Avi. Yes, B'nai Israel. They don't see they don't see Elohei Avi at um, during the during the Makot. But why? What said who? Oh, they didn't say anything. They didn't say it there. They didn't say it there. So we said they didn't have the absolute emuna. But specifically here, they're saying this through this thing that has just happened. I can see that it's got on my fault. Okay. So now let's go. Let's carry on. Um. Says the says the song Adunai Ishmil Chama Adunai Shmo. Hashem is an Ishmil Chama. A man of war. Shh, that's hectic, huh? Master. Well, an Ishmil Chama means a or man or a master. Okay. Yes. So what does it mean? What are you telling me? Is that a, that's Hashem? Rashi says Baal Milchama. Rashi says he's a master of war. For more, and he, and he quotes the whole thing and trying to understand what that means. 
What does it mean that Hashem is an Ishmael Chama? And why is that so important to say that? Because it's Hashem Ishmael Chama, Hashem Shemo, Hashem is his name. When I tell you about the name Hashem, what do you say? The name invokes what type of feeling? Mercy, peace. Mercy, peace. Yeah. So the so the Chaim says that's exactly what Bnei Israel is saying. Hashem Ishmael Chama, Hashem Shemo. Hashem is an Ishmael Chama, but his name is Hashem, which means Gam B'midat HaRachamim. He says that even when he's doing war, waging war, he wages war with the midah of compassion. Because chas v'shonim, you should say that it's not the same body. Right? says, oh, maybe it's not that. Maybe, where's the expression of the rachamim? Of Hashem in the time of war. So he says with Amisra. The Rachamim is not expressed in the people that he's busy drowning. The Rachamim is being expressed on the fact that he's showing compassion to Amisrael whilst he's drowning in the Mitzvah. And how does that compassion manifest itself? So it seems to be that compassion is manifesting itself. What was the issue that the Mitzvah, that Bnei Israel, can you imagine the baggage that they carry with them? Right? Physical or... No, no. Emotional baggage. Emotional and spiritual baggage that they carry with. This guy is chasing after them is the guy that whipped them to pieces. This guy that's chasing after them is the guy that used to kick them every day. They must have been dreadfully afraid. Dreadful. So what's the compassion of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? How does he express his compassion? So the Gemara says that what they saw on this, on, on the, in Yam Suf was that each, each Mitzri got Midah Kenegat Midah. If he kicked in the face, he got slapped in the face. If he, whatever they did, whatever each mitzri did, that mitzri died in that way. So I think that's part of the compassion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the rachamim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeah. When you see somebody um, who's done ill to you, yeah. right? that's why we have about we get there. Getting their recompense yeah. in that same way, then you feel, okay, there's like a... I mean, it all stems from Ayn Tachir Ayin. Exactly. You know, but we don't paskin like that when it comes to the end of the day. But if someone takes your eye out, you're entitled to take his eye out. Correct. And also we have a halacha. That you're not allowed to take revenge. Yeah. You're not allowed to take revenge. Why, don't, why are you not allowed to take revenge? Because it's the sweetest thing in the world. Someone does this to me, I'll take this to them. Thank you very much. Like it's equalized. Mm. Right? Because there's a sense, an emotional sense of settled when there's revenge. But yeah, Hashem is taking So Hashem is by Hashem, Hashem will do whatever he wants. Yeah. But his revenge is not for revenge's sake. His revenge wow. is to show compassion to Am Yisrael that they can feel held. They're about to go into the big wide world. How do they get held? Okay. Mar kavot paro v'chelo yarav yam that the, the, the chariot of paro and all his hosts, Yarav, Yam, they get thrown into the sea, and Mivchar Shalishav, to Yamsuf, and the choice of all his people drown in the sea. So, what does that mean? What it really means is for B'nai Israel, again, it's the expression, the whole of Mitzrayim is now finished. The choice of Mitzrayim is drowned in the sea. It's very difficult to rebuild a nation when your best of your best have been destroyed, right? which is quite a fascinating thing if you think about it. How do we rebuild Am Yisrael after the best of the best were destroyed in the Holocaust? Miracle. Yeah. Like what's the, mir- the miracle? The miracle is some survive. Yeah. 
some survived, but here no one survived. Mm. You can't rebuild a nation when you don't have the, the, the inklings of the past, mm. the, great, the great people that were there from before. Mm. Okay. Tohomot yachasyumu, that the depths, umachasadem, that they covered them up, yardubim tzolot kumayavim, and they, they went down into the depths like a stone. Why is it so important to elaborate on how they. That is exactly what I'm thinking. It's like that, that's. I mean, if you have the belief that nothing gets mentioned for the sake of it, why would they specifically... It has to be some meaning as to why they went right down to the bottom of the So he he says, yeah, there were those who... um, There were those who tried to get out of the sea. The mission were trying to escape. (coughs) Right? So how how would they escape? So the officers would escape by climbing on the other people, right? The, 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 they, would, they would abuse their power. Mm. But even now, everyone's dying, they're trying to climb up. But those people are Yardubim and Kamehavim. Those were also thrown down into the depths, despite the fact that they try to get out. That's what he seems to be saying. Okay. 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 It's not easy, this, eh? It's really not easy. Um, just want to see, yeah. Okay. Says the next part. Yemincha Hashem nedari bakoach. Yemincha Hashem tiratzo yev. Now this is very difficult because it's a double usage of the word Yemincha. What is the Yamin of Hashem? Yemin is rat, no? Yes. What is the Yamin of Hashem? It's the strong angle of Hashem, right? It's obviously the strong hand because that's the so in mm-hmm. how are you supposed to stand during tefillah during doubling slightly bent over okay how's feet together yes slightly to the right what do you do with your hands by your song, clap if you're in your shiver. I'll go like this. <laughs> right? Which is the best? You just feel like dubbing your ear. You know who does that? We have our tens that does that. I don't know if you ever dub it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like, well, we all like we met. Okay. It says, says Shulchan Arach the following. Tzarech sheyikof roshomat. You should bend your head a little bit. Right? Like in humility. That your eyes should be towards the ground. As if you're in the base of Mikdash. And your heart should be focused up, upwards. So your eyes should be down, your heart up. You should um, put your hands on your heart. Like, uh, like as if they like tie to your heart, right? Hayemanit al hasmolit, the right hand over the left hand. For made keevet lifnei rabo ba'em of yira v'fachod. And you should stand like a, a, a slave before his master ba'em of yira and pachod. Why should your right hand be over your left hand, and why should it be there at, at all? Because 
Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. yeah. It's like you, like a beggar almost. Why is your right over your left? Because the right's the strong. That's where you asked him something, no? I don't know. Oh, okay. So what's the right and what's the left? The right strength, no? Which is chesed and which is gavura? Gavura is right, chesed is left. Why you bring your gavura over your chesed? I don't know, so it must be the other way around. <laughs> so if I write the other way around, so he says, yeah, um, the ma- what? Um, well, chesed with your right, yeah, definitely. That's right? Exactly. So he says that you should. This is just, by the way, interesting. He says, he put it over your heart. When you stand before a king, you stand like this in this humble way, right? It all goes according to the minag of the place. So in places where people don't stand like this in front of the king, no one does that anymore. Standing aside. Attention. Right? That's how you should do it. It seemed to be. But he says here, yeah, the, 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 the Ari says the following, You should put your right on your, right on your left. You should actually do like that. You should put your, like that. Put your thumb into you, like, you be careful. Um, you put your, your hand into your, your right thumb into your, into your hand. So it's like joined together. That's the way it was. Okay. So the point is, why is the right? The right is what? Chesed or Gvura? It's Chesed. So if that's the case, so what's going on here? You mean Chashem Nedariba Koyach, you mean Chashem Tiratsoyev. The right hand of Hashem is the hand that crushing. seems to be doing well, all the crushing. Going back to what we said before. Okay. And it was the fact that he was drowning them was a compassion to the Jews because they were dreadfully scared of these people. Yes. Yeah, so it's so. all being done with the right hand. Yes. Right? Hashem's not... It's, it's so mind-boggling. Mm. Hashem is not using Gevura in this war. He's using Chesed. It's Racham. But that's not what the Egyptians are feeling. Correct. So therefore, why do you sing the song? Now, what are you tr- supposed to be getting out of Shirat Hayam? Besides the fact that it's a little bit long, makes the Shikhar um, uh, a little bit longer. What are we supposed to be t- taking out of it? That in bad, times, in bad times, it's often that Hashem's giving us compassion because he's using his right hand. Oh, that's interesting. That even, in, even when it looks like it's the left hand, it's the right hand. Exactly. For us. Very nice. I think it's a very hard idea. See, he says, yeah, the, the Rachaim says, midat mitchazeket la'asot mishpat, that when the right hand, the midat rachamim, is strengthened to do a mishpat, to do judgment. Now, you think that judgment comes out of din, which is gvura, but it's not. Then he says, The midat rachamim itself is the thing that, that does the judgment. Kodesh Baruch Hu seems to present himself in two ways, in din and rachamim. But the real din mm-hmm. is a rachamim. That's what he's saying here. Because it, when, it, when, when those who are attacking us mm-hmm. are attacked by Kodesh Baruch Hu, mm-hmm. it's not mitzad din, it's mitzad rachamim for us. And it's an ultimate expression of Hashem's Rachamim. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to go into, the, into this like, aggression. I suppose it's a good thing for us for, um, for, in order to destroy. He can even use his racham. So I thought about it last night when I was just thinking about it. And that is that how often we go into a negotiation, a battle, whatever, you know, whatever the battle is, thinking that I've got to win, right? That's gvura. As opposed to, I can, I'm, what, what, what am I trying to do? I'm not trying to win. I'm trying to achieve an end. There's rachamim and gvura in every way. You can either go to achieve an end, and when you do that, then it's not aggressive, right? Or you're going to win. And if you're going to win, it's going to be aggressive. And maybe that's what our Polish Baruch is teaching us here. Like a deep lesson. You know, even in any engagement where there is competition, you can be going there to achieve an end, which may be to win, or you can go to win. And if you're going to achieve an end, you can do it as an expression of rachamim without the aggression, as opposed to doing it with the aggression. It never speaks about Hashem as being aggressive here. It just speaks about Him doing what He had to do. And perhaps that is something. And like sometimes you, know, like you watch these like, uh, like Shaolin monks and all these guys. And they're like chills. That's so calm. There's no aggression in it. There's just, yeah. It's a calm power. And that seems to be what our Kodesh Baruch is expressing. How can you say something like Tirat's Oyev is not... It's not aggressive. aggressive. It's, not ag- it's, a, it, it's manifested in... It crushes the, the enemy. Yes, but it's done through Hashem's... It's not that he's doing it because he's angry. Because if he's doing it because he's angry, then how can yes. we emulate that? Mm. If he's doing it because he's, he's, he's expressing his rachamim to us, mm. then there's a space for emulation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Let's stop there, God, and Mr. Shemokhir on next week. Okay.